Hey, Kaden. Yes, Mommy? It's time for the She's About Business show. Yes. <laughs> hey there, it's your host, Daithia Garns, the Impact Coach in the She and She's About Business. This episode of the show is brought to you by the She's About Business YouTube channel, Please check it out and tune in to my new series entitled Three Things to Impact Your Life Today with a new episode airing every other Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The third episode of the show will actually be available on tomorrow. Today, I'm doing part two of the season three rewind to just take a look back at the rest of the amazing guests that I've had on the show this season by taking a look at some of their most impactful words from the show. Definitely some of your favorites will be on this episode as it was last time because they're all somebody's favorite. (laughs) I've learned so much this season, including the power of networking. But I've also learned that it's so very important to make sure that you're putting yourself in circles with people with like values and goals. That's honestly where you will experience the most growth. And I hope that you guys took your own tidbits from this season. And I definitely hope that it's helped you to experience some growth of your own. I welcome you today to season three, episode 16 of the award-winning She's About Business show, aka The Stab Show, giving all honor to God for all of his amazing blessings and to my savior, Jesus Christ, for being amazing, awesome, and wonderful in my life. And of course, Thanks to all of you, my fabulous sisters and fabulous fellas for tuning in and for supporting the show on the various platforms. I definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Now, if we're ready to take a look back at the rest of the amazing guests from season three of the She's About Business show, let's go. Episode nine, Finding Freedom and Purpose with Jameer Jordan. My, my personal opinion, a man should not enter a relationship if he does not have a vision for his life. Okay. A man has to have a relationship with God so he can properly lead his family. And so um, if the man walks into a household and he's lost, the rest of the household is lost. You better preach it. Go ahead now. Keep on going. Yeah, it's it's very important here. Even if you look back to Adam and Eve, God gave Adam his assignment before even giving him Eve. Mm -hmm. And he had a personal relationship with God. And see, it's tough out here for women because if the man is not the head, then it automatically ends in destruction. Mm. And so... That's the reason you have so many broken households. See, a relationship is two broken people coming together. So it's a healing process for each one of them that they have to work on. But if a man brings his, his, he brings a toxic lifestyle into the household, he makes the household toxic because he's supposed to be the lead. That's his natural order. So if he does not have a relationship with God, he shouldn't even be in a relationship. Because, see, we only love to the capacity of which we know how. But when we discover God's love, now we properly know how to love. And we properly know how to lead. It's back to what I said about leading by example. Because 
you can say things, but it's about what you do. Kids, the woman, everything, they see what you do. And so the woman natural order is to be a helpmate. But how can you help somebody who is lost? There's nothing there for you to help. So it knocks the order out because now the woman is not even in her proper position. Hmm. I'm quiet for the first time. I don't even know what to say. That's never happened before. <laughs> I think I was going to keep going, but we can go on this for, for a long time. No, I mean, my listeners are probably like, what? Is she quiet? Like, I... It, I don't have anything to say because, I mean, I think you're dead on. It's nothing for me to add to that. Like, you know, what, what I would like to say to women, before making a man your husband, make God your husband. Yes. Because the man has to find the wife. And he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And God will put favor over you guys. And so the thing is, the man has to find the wife. So you hear a lot of times women say, man, I need a man. Oh, you don't want the wrong man. Just wait on God. Just just make God your husband until he sends you your husband. And, and that's my personal opinion. Amen. And I told you that, um, you know, my favorite scripture is Isaiah 54 and 5, which says, Fear not, for the Lord your God is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. You know, and that's a scripture that God gave me years ago. And I had that like posted all over the house (laughs) for months. But, you know, and he took me through a whole process and I kind of wrote about it in one of my books. But I absolutely agree with you. But I also know that I don't see a lot of that. And I think for me, a lot of people ask me, you know, why I don't do this, why I don't do that. But I have discovered that exactly what you're saying. And so... I am, I am doing that, you know, but it is definitely difficult to do because as a woman, we have so many options, right? Like we could do other things, Like you know, the world says, you know, you can get this man and, you know, you basically can lead him, you know, you can go and get somebody that's going to let you take the lead and do this and take charge and, you know, but I have done that before and it did not work out well. And I absolutely discovered that I do not want to be the head. And, you know, all of the feminists out there can get mad at me, but I don't want that. I tried it and I don't like it. I don't like making all the decisions. I don't like paying all the bills. I don't like having to do everything. I can be single and do that. Episode 10, Bossing Up and Taking the Lead with Cat. I want to go ahead and put this out there. You're actually the first non-person of color that I've had on the show. Yay! So thank you for for doing that. And it's not because, you know, I I don't want to. It's just, I don't know why, right? And and I hope that you won't be the last. And I hope that you won't, you know, that you'll come back, right? Absolutely. The great question. You know, the question basically is talking about the fact that for the first time in history, um, you know, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, mm-hmm. Miss Universe, you know, they're all Black women, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not just a good thing for women of color. I actually believe that that's proven that that's, um, that it's a great time for all women. Oh, absolutely. Right. So with that being said, 
What do you think for women like us who are out here trying to uplift women and, you know, we're trying to uplift and be role models for little girls, what do you think is the most important thing that we we should be teaching little girls today? What do you think that Mm. is? Hands down confidence. Mm. There's no doubt in my mind that 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 is what it took for those women to overcome everything that was laid in their path. I I know that that there are advantages to different ethnicities, to different um, sexes, to different sexual orientation and there's there there are cards that are stacked against other people in a way that's not fair right and for anyone to be able to come up in any capacity no matter where they are in the world i think it takes courage and courage comes from confidence of knowing who you are committing to that and saying no matter what the world says i'm still going to be me yeah especially as women who were told growing up, especially, you know, in the United States, I think all over the world of you can't be like that because that is not acceptable. You have to be a certain way. And if you're this way, then you're accepted. And if you're too much in this other direction or not enough in this direction, then you're not acceptable. Yeah. And we get triggered by that. And that makes us play small right? We start Mm -hmm. conforming. We start being quiet. We don't stand up for ourselves and it, it it can it, it can be devastating to your to your confidence and to to your your self identity. Yeah. So, if you can help a child, male, female, no matter what ethnicity, to say you are amazing as you are and you have God given gifts, universal gifts, whatever you want, source gifts, whatever you want to call it, that you're here to share with the world and be proud of that. And share it no matter what happens. Like, you know, I think that the world would be a better place if people weren't in that loving confidence. And it's not that confidence of egotistical maniac, I'm going to put you down and I'm going to win, right? right? It's this confidence, this love confidence of I'm here to do something great and it's going to positively impact people. And I'm going to, you know, help raise people up, not put them down. Um I agree. That's great. And I think it goes back to what you were saying with the other question of, you know, just figuring out the life that you want. Mm. And you have to be confident when you figure it out. You have to be confident in order to stand in it. Yeah. And that's what we need to help girls do is understand that they can live a life of impact and it doesn't have to be a certain way. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship and, and the acceptance of entrepreneurship. That's that, you know, it's easier. I think it's easier today to become an entrepreneur than it ever was before. Now at the same time, that means that more people are feeling and things like that, but it's a good thing because people are taking the chance at least, whereas they didn't before. I mean, and we know we've heard those conversations, our parents or friends have been like, well, why don't you just get a job? And you're like, that's like the worst thing you could tell me. <laughs> um, it's, it's, we're in a place in time where there's so much more possible for these young women that are coming of age, um, technology, infrastructure, support mechanisms. And again, there's never enough, but at least there's more than there was. And as we continue to enrich these young girls' lives and to show them the opportunity and show them you know, what it is to be accepting wherever you are in life, 
then they can help other people achieve more too and still achieve more, right? It's that abundance mindset versus a, there's only a finite amount of success in life. No, there's enough for everybody. And if you take it from that perspective, then there's always a place for you to win. Absolutely. Episode 11, From a Victim to a Voice with Anika Ransom. I feel like it is the abuse that I endured um, that made me, you know, who I am. Where I feel like I've been kicked down so many times that it doesn't matter what anyone says or what anyone does. Like, yeah, I've already been through it. You can't kick me down any further. You can't, you know, beat me down any further. And, And also, like, knowing that purpose and then having that faith because, you know, I know that, you know, my creator saved me, you know, multiple times uh, because he has a purpose for me. And just in having deep faith and knowing that, it really gives me that strength and courage to know that, yes, this is what he put me here to do. And if he put me here to do it, I I, I know I'm going to be successful, even if that success means I helped to save a woman's life or help to save several women or, you know, however many. But that's that's success to me. Yeah. No, but that actually makes sense because I think that a lot of people don't actually take the leap into entrepreneurship because they're afraid of failing. So what you're saying is that you have been, you know, beat down so much and you failed so many times that you actually like didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't have anything to lose. And then I totally understand what it's like, you know, how it feels to lose and that you just, you know, dust yourself off and pick yourself back up, learn something and keep it pushing. Yeah, but that's actually not, you know, a bad thing. And I think that a lot of people could learn from that. I think that some people who are um, maybe come from a background where they, they don't have those types of experiences, which of course is good. Um, but they are so afraid to experience anything, you know, that they want to put on this persona as if everything in their lives are perfect. And if they actually take a leap and they don't succeed, then they are so concerned about what the world will think of them. But those who have experienced trauma and who have had some bumps and bruises and some, some failures like you and I, we're like, listen... And, you know, because that's what I felt, too, is like, hey, do or die. Like, I've, I mean, what else can life, you know, like, I, mm-hmm. I have actually thought that, like, I mean, I've lost a lot of things. I've been through some things. So at this point, it's like do or die. I, I just have to go for it. So it doesn't actually sound crazy. I definitely understand what you mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. you can, can absolutely learn a lot from that. Yeah, so. and I do feel that, you know, when, when you go through that healing journey and, you know, gain that sense of, of self and, you know, your self-worth and self-esteem, then it, you know, what, what everyone else thinks, you know, just really doesn't matter. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I tried this business and failed, but... You know, it's better than just sitting in complacency and not, you know, trying to live my dream. Like how, you know, those statistics you just gave, it's, you know, most people do not actually go through with it. So it's like, yeah. you know, kudos to you for having the guts and, you know, success. I'm trying to think of where I, I heard it, but uh, they said that success is just a bunch of tiny failures, you know, because you do something, it may not work this way. You try something else, try something else, try something else, and then boom, you, you made it, you know, because you didn't give up. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I and I know that a lot of people who have succeeded in a way at, you know, like working the nine to five and they work and then they retire, they don't necessarily understand, you know, those of us who have a different call and all the struggles that we face, it can seem sometimes like we're failing, um, especially as single moms. You know, we do have you know, many struggles over the years that we have to face because we're doing things alone. But like you said, it is a lot of tiny failures that actually get you to a place of success. And I think you and I, um, you know, we were talking, we were having a conversation last night about, you know, getting to a place where you're actually living your authentic life. And it doesn't mean that life is perfect, but it means that you are actually you know, like I said to you, showing up each day as your best self. And that also, to me, is, is you know, identifies you being at a place of success. Mm-hmm. So that actually means a lot as well. So it's not necessarily that everything is going to be perfect all the time, but people don't always get that. And I think that some people have that expectation. And so they would rather live a life where it can look like things are perfect, even though they're miserable, it looks like they're perfect when they have that corporate job or that certain lifestyle, but they really want to start that business, but they know that it's going to be difficult. So they just don't take the leap and they'll rather suffer to put on the facade, you know, but. Episode 12, Healing Relationships with Food, Body, Mind and Spirit with Alchemia Earth. For me, I live by the quote, you know, imperfect action is better than perfect non-action. I like that. Repeat that. Yeah. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. I love that. Mm. And that's very true. That's very true. So again, we don't have to do a perfect the first way and go out and throw everything away and spend all this, you know, no, we don't have to do any of that. You know, again, have a goal and and set a goal so maybe this week you're you're eliminating one thing and adding something so you know take take your step that's great and I, and I agree with you too like a lot of times people will say once they reach reach a certain age or you know a certain weight or whatever they just give up and they feel like you know this is just a part of getting older you know I've gotten too big I can't reverse it like anything can be reversed I believe that you know, you can take steps to improve no matter how far you've gotten off track. I mean, would you agree with that? Like, Oh, absolutely. And you know, one of the first things I teach people when they, you know, when they work with me on a deeper level with transformation is we got to get that internal blueprint in check because what you just said, I heard, I heard some of the things that people say in their minds that they have heard. Um, I'm, I'm just, this is just old age or I'm to this and I'm to that. See, that's the first thing we have to nip in the butt because if we don't have the mindset right, see, we all come with an internal blueprint and our blueprint is is essentially our programming. And the blueprint or the subconscious job of our mind is it's responsible for making sure that our life adheres to its programming. And so growing up, most of us have heard um, negative, you know, statements around health. Um, Most of us have seen negative things around health. And we just simply, as children, we learn to mimic what we've seen, what we've heard. And that essentially becomes our programming mixed in with a little bit of a, you know, environment. So um, we have to go in and actually see where we are at with our blueprint. And most of us have a, you know, some negative, negative connections to what health looks like. And so absolutely, we gotta, we gotta nip that in the butt. Um, 
get that mindset right, reprogram our, our subconscious so we can actually be successful with our goal. Episode 13, Freeing Yourself from Trauma and Living Abundantly with Dr. Leonie H. Madison. Now, what's most alarming, right? It, it, the most alarming thing about trauma is that it will break us. It leaves us feeling sad, grieved, disappointed, depressed, displeased, guilty, right? Yes. Lonely, you feel powerless, you feel worthless. And these are all negative emotions that makes it it's really hard for us to do what Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 says. Love the Lord with all of your heart, exactly. with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. Right. Trauma comes to say, uh-uh-uh-uh, you ain't gonna love no God, right? That's what trauma does to us. Right. But while I was on my, on my uh, healing journey, I remember I got to the point where I was feeling better. I was becoming stronger. I was speaking up about what had happened to me. I was getting help. I was laughing, smiling again. I could hear myself laugh. And I started thinking to myself, huh, how did I get here? What steps did I take? How have I changed? Who am I becoming? I started asking myself some deeper, meaningful questions. And so while on this journey, I created what I call the THREAD, T-H-R-E-A-D system. It's a six-step system to really help women to, you know, address the questions that you just posed. How do you create a new mindset? How do you adapt healthy behaviors? You have to take the determined steps. You have to do the work. And one of the things I'll say before I jump into the steps, I also learned that transformation, right, will set you free. But first, it will force you to make a decision and then it will be painful. Mm. <laughs> I want to just say that off the back. It's not going to be you know, right. uh, uh, the in the Caribbean is going to be worse <laughs> and you have to go to some places right. that is going to trigger you. I told someone, I said, triggers feel like a crackhead. You literally feel like you're just shaking like a crackhead. And I've never been on crack, so I don't even know what that feels like. I don't <laughs> see it. But um, while I was on this journey, I created this six-step system. So let's get and dive into this. The Wait. Wait, right. before before mm-hmm. you do that, can you repeat that again? Can you repeat that 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 you just said about the transformation? Because sure. I, I like to repeat things like that because I think those are such important points and I really want people to get that. So can you say that mm-hmm. one more time? Mm-hmm. Trauma will set you free. But first, it will force you to make a decision and then it will be painful. Mm. I love that. That's transformation. Yeah, yeah, because I was... That's my definition of transformation. Yeah, I was just talking to someone today and I was talking about how, you know, certain things happen, you know, and they can be very traumatic. Episode 15, Faith Over Fear with Markeisha Harris Minor. Knowing your weaknesses and your strengths is very important because your your business actually begins to look like you, right? So it's like your your strengths 
become a part of your business's strengths and your weaknesses become a part of your business's weaknesses. So your mm-hmm. your business actually begins to mirror you. So that's why it's right. so important for you to know those things so that you can build on the strengths and you can, you know, take the weaknesses and try to improve upon them so they won't break your business. And I think that that is great advice. So I agree with that. Kudos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I like how you, um, how you kind of related that in the way you said it, because it makes so much sense why um, the, I'm just going to use the word osmosis is so <laughs> great with how, because um, I say entrepreneurship has taught me a lot mm-hmm. that I'm able to use in my personal life. Just how you say your business mirrors you. Yeah. You can also begin to mirror your business. You know, it, it works hand in hand. Um, and so yeah. that's why just something else I want to put out there. When you have your business, make sure it remains your vision and doesn't become someone else's. Because oh, yeah. when you have something good, people want to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. um, you know, everybody will have an opinion or a suggestion. And don't get me wrong. Some of them are going to be the opinion or the suggestion that you need. But that's where that discernment comes in for you to be able to sift through and know which is for you. Because just as your business is going to mirror you, you could end up and you will, in some regards, end up mirroring your business. So you want to make sure that it remains what you want it to be in your vision and not being tainted, so to say, by the outside world. Yeah. The She's About Business show is directed and hosted by Dayukia Garns. Digital editing by Will Rice at Pro Voice Guy Studios and copyright by She's About Business Inc. Thanks so much for listening to the She's About Business show. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Also, if you think I'm doing a great job or you enjoy an episode, leave a review, rating, or comment. I love to hear from you. And don't forget to visit She'sAboutBusiness.com for amazing blog articles, events, and services. Love you guys. Let's be about business.